David, how's it going, my friends? Sean, how's it going, man? Always good to see you. Thanks for having me back. Yes, you too. And can you just tell the viewers a little bit about you before we get off started? Oh, a little bit about me. Um, well, yeah. I'm just a, a guy living in Canada. I've been researching a lot of these very interesting subjects for a long time. It's uh, a passion that was more of a hobby in the beginning. And then it suddenly became very relevant given our current state of affairs. And so I produce podcasts, I produce documentary films. Um, and I'm just trying to get to the truth and try to get the information that I have out there and pay a debt of gratitude that I have to the people that taught me everything I know. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I'm up to. So David, how far back have you gone looking at this activity? Is it, does it go back thousands of years to the ancient times? Well, definitely you can trace, I mean, you can definitely get into the whole business of just studying our history as human beings and the fact that we gravitate towards being ruled and uh, by various uh, dynasties and monarchs and rulers and whatnot. Um, and so you can get into it just looking at the patterns. That's what I like to do with history is look at the patterns of these things. And then you can get into some of the bloodline families, the lineages and all that good stuff. But I'm mostly interested in the lineage of ideas. And when we talk about the world of the occult or the esoteric or the mystery schools, uh, which is basically just a body of knowledge, of hidden secret knowledge uh, that is really the foundation behind all of our civilizations, all of our world politics, our religions. Um, and a lot of people don't really look past the surface on these things. They just accept what they're told and accept what they're handed growing up. But what I decided to do was to go, well, what if there's more to it? And the minute you dive into this, it becomes uh, a lifelong study and it takes many years to sort of synthesize it. But yeah, you can go back to the ancient world for many of these things. I mean, look, they, they put it on the stage for you, Sean. Look at all these Super Bowl halftime shows. Look what they're doing with Hollywood. Look at the music industry. Uh, look at some of these political ceremonies and rituals that they do. A lot of people don't even question where it comes from. And there is an origin and it absolutely does emanate from the ancient world. Okay. And what in particular emanated from the ancient world? Well, relating to our, our current situation, um, what I'm looking into right now with this investigation into something called the occult conspiracy, which is the title of a book written by the great author Michael Howard, who was a, an insider into many of these various Masonic fraternities. And uh, I've got many other scholars as well. And so it, we're looking at world the world political scene right now we've talked about before with the world economic forum and the united nations and this basically push for a centrally controlled world government system um and this is something nothing new that's what i've discovered is that when you go back the desire for a centrally controlled world governing system has been here for thousands of years it's been the vision of many different uh, emperors and kings and monarchs and popes and religious sects and cults that, it, you know, it's basically ubiquitous throughout a lot of the research I've done. And so my question was, was it all just a pipe dream? Was it all evil as well? Or was it all good? Or was it a mixed bag of uh, all kinds of different things? And so that's what's interesting to me is that uh, I take a little bit more of a nuanced and subtle take on it, uh, where I think it's a bit of both, just as all of us are probably a bit of both. Uh, if we look back at the at human history, and we look at um, the expansion of world power, and uh, you know, human criminality and all of that. It's just quite the story to be told. And uh, my question was, does that ancient stuff and all this occult and secret society stuff, does it have any bearing on our current 
state, our current political uh, world, where we see the rise of tyranny, we see all this wokeism, we see a lot of cult ideology being woven into our culture. But a lot of people, again, they don't question the origin of it. They think people just thought of this yesterday, but I'm here to tell them, nope, this was fermented in many occult secret societies for hundreds, if not thousands of years. There's been sort of a war going on behind the scenes. You could call it a sort of occult or hidden war, uh, a battle of ideas, if you will, as to what's the direction of humanity. Are we going towards a great awakening? Are we going to become more enlightened? Are we going to be evolving? Um, or are we going to be moving towards a great reset uh, and we're going to be ruled uh, as slaves, essentially, by a bunch of elite technocrats? And so all these questions come into bearing with this subject. If you have any questions for David Whitehead, wherever you are watching this in the world, YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, X, put them in the chat. He's live and we will put those questions to him. So are these people hiding in plain sight these days, David? Because back in the old days, you know, if you look at some of the rituals, uh, the, the, the blood sacrifices, um, that kind of stuff, we're in this era of modern technology where they couldn't get away with these kind of things uh, anymore. So is it like a high tech version of it that we're getting to grips with these days? Yeah, that's a good description of it. It's basically, yeah, the, the ideas and the underpinning, I guess, philosophy and worldview of the people that are bringing this new transhumanist future or technocratic, you know, whatever you want to call it, future in. Uh, that's old, that's ancient, right? But it's got a new packaging and there's new technology that's available now. And I also think there's a rising consciousness in general humanity that's starting to rise even more to really catch on to the fact that much of what we've been told is not true. Um, that, you know, there are these sort of hidden puppet masters or organizations or institutions or, you know, uh, different groups of people that have their own agenda that they're not really, for the longest time, we're not really forthcoming with. I mean, they did talk about it, you know, George Bush Sr. and a lot of politicians, Gordon Brown and Tony Blair and all these people have spoken about something they call the new world order, right? Um, we've had uh, a lot of stuff from Hollywood and, and, and whatnot that's come out to talk about it. Um, but they're getting a lot more direct, aren't they? They're basically just like here in Canada. They're basically saying, yeah, it's a great reset. Um, government is going to control every single faction uh, aspect of your life moving forward. The idea of freedom is uh, that was a big mistake. We tried that experiment, didn't really work. And we're going to default back to being ruled by a bunch of uh, faceless, unelected uh, organizations, institutions and governments. And so, um, yeah, this has been something that is the ideas are ancient but it's now applied with this new technology and they got a few new ways of, uh, I guess, rolling it out for us here. First question is from Red. What's your view on the takeover of WEF and do you think it will happen? Good question. Um, first thing, I think the WEF is pretty low on the totem pole. It's really just a public relations uh, organization and a relation for recruiting some of these lower level people that are just trying to get into business and government. And I think that's just sort of, you know, one of the rungs of the pyramid in a way. Above them, uh, you got to look at the who created it, who founded it. Uh, you got to look into the organization of the UN and who really set it up and what the ideology behind it is. Um, and then as to will it be a success, I think it's already a success. I think what they're trying to do now, it, there's already been a world government. There's already been the achievement of this new world order. It's just that I think now they don't want to be hiding anymore. They want this to become the new um, they want us to accept it. They want to 
build it into our kids that this is the normal state of affairs of humanity. This is where we're at in our current evolutionary state. And, you know, there's uh, all that old stuff from your parents, you know, that's all dead and gone. So I think that uh, they've already achieved it. They just now want to go public with it, basically. Next question is from Norma Mans. David, do you believe this control on humanity generates more and more to live off the grid? I think so. I know a lot of people that are thinking that that's the best way to go um, and each to their own, you know, going off grid. Can we really get off grid? We can't really get off this planet. So if we're talking about forces at work that are looking to dominate. You know, if you read the sustainable development goals and you really study this deeply and you just look at the world, um, you know, the best you could do is probably go off grid to a certain extent. But no matter how off grid you think you are, you're still on the earth grid. And that means you're in the domain of the people that really control the land, resources, and wealth. And so um, I don't think we should be running and hiding. We should be preparing. We should be you know, doing those things. That's always good. But uh, I think we should be confronting this. I think we should face it. And in facing it and shining a light on it, can we rectify it? Kat Goida has put the next question. Excellent show. Whitehead's a great articulate guest plus diverse news coverage. Can David point to some videos, books, links to check out and share? I know David's links are below the video, but can you just um, tell them tell them about you know other stuff? Sure. Yeah, the media has been going crazy. You're pointing out some of these new films. Um, it's really interesting what they're doing in Hollywood these days, the, the sort of death of Hollywood, I could say. They really don't have any new ideas. That kind of brings me really quickly to a point about um, you know how some of this works where the new ideas are gone because the the empathy is gone. And I think you need empathy in order to create. And I think you need the spirit of humanity in order to create good works. And I think they're losing that. uh, And it's sort of a sign of this AI artificial intelligence uh, situation we're in. But as for books, I got a bunch of books on my shelf. You can look at this one, Nicholas Hagar, very uh, eminent writer and historian. The Syndicate, The Story of Becoming World Government. He's no crank or crazy conspiracy theorist. You could get into uh, Rule by Secrecy by Jim Mars. That's a classic. One of the great Jim Mars. passed away a few yeah. years ago. Had the honor of meeting the man. You could get into, oh my God. Oh, here we go. Seek America's Secret Establishment. One of England's own. Professor Anthony Sutton getting into the Order of the Skull and Bones. Did anybody know the Order of the Skull and Bones is uh, obviously a connection to the Templars and the Illuminati from Bavaria and is really the modern incarnation of it in America operates out of Yale university and recruits people that actually get into positions of political power, such as the office of the president. So did you know that there's occult forces at work behind politics on and on? We could go. Then Michael Howard wrote that book, the occult conspiracy that I just based my new presentation on. There's just, but a few uh, references that I could give you, but I got loads more, um, you know, that I pass out through my websites and in my podcasts. Melissa wants to know your thoughts on Nostradamus. Nostradamus. You know what? It's not fresh in my mind. I'm not uh, the expert on Nostradamus. I know he made a lot of predictions. Um, It's an interesting subject. It's definitely something I got to kind of revisit, to be honest with you. Next question is from I Love Animals. David, do you think Elon Musk is a good guy or a bad guy? Interesting. I also love animals and I'm a big fan of the cat world. I got some cats myself. Um, Elon Musk, a good guy or bad guy. I, I, I feel like I like to just observe what's going on. And I do find it interesting 
that he's suddenly just started combating many of the mainstream narratives and even narratives such as, you know, if you look at the, the guys behind this whole setup for a world government, one of the main things that they said right back from Bertrand Russell and the Royal Society right till present day is that we need to depopulate humanity. Like that's really the only way forward. And he's been out there con contradicting that and saying, no, we need more humans. Um, the contradiction of uh, the fact that, you know, there's all this censorship going on. And, you know, I know Twitter's not perfect for sure, but it's definitely getting better in terms of uh, being able to have more free speech and whatnot. So I guess I feel like he's a bit of a mixed bag, but I got a sneaking suspicion. There's a lot more to people like Elon Musk than uh, is on the surface. Um, and I guess, yeah, that's a, that's a sort of discussion that we need to have as more time unfolds. That's kind of my current position. Huge. Thank you for all the questions coming in for David. Some of the questions are of an algorithmic unfriendly nature. Um, so I'm not going to be able to get to those, but please keep the questions coming in and abide by community guidelines. Next one is Dennis. David, do you think this is history just repeating itself? Good one, Dennis. Yeah, I think there's definitely a case for it. It seems like history operates in cycles because what is present throughout history? Us humans, and we possess this thing called consciousness. And um, it seems like our consciousness almost has like these little firewalls in it where we can't fully get the big picture. So we just kind of get stuck on this loop. We have a short lifespan. So, you know, next generation comes in and we got to get up to speed. Next generation comes in, we got to get up to speed. And while you got these forces at work trying to mess with that and manipulate the public mind, uh, you can really make a case for the fact that there's a natural aspect to the sort of cyclic nature of history. And then there's also a manufactured aspect to it that makes that uh, discussion really interesting. So good question. Next question is from Helen Someone. Helen, you are more than a someone. You are the infinite improbability of existence you are a walking miracle we need to change you to helen miracle what does david think about max spears oh yeah i'm i'm honestly not really familiar to i'm not uh yeah i'm not into that one right now so not fresh on my mind i'm sorry next question is from a nexus a nexus has been with us for a long time thank you for all the questions a nexus what are the best ways to confront the apparent inevitability of our own slavery to them? Great question. Uh, so many ways to answer this. How about the great quote from Albert Camus, who said that the only way to live in an unfree world is to become so absolutely free in your being that your very existence is an act of rebellion. That's about Ooh. the shortest answer I could give you. He said it better than I could. Joanne wants to know about esoteric Hollywood. Oh, we'll have to do a whole show on that, uh, Sean. I know you've done some <laughs> on that, to. eh? That's a good one. Esoteric Hollywood. Well, just look at what they're doing. I mean, look at the music videos. Look at the what these celebrities, look at even just what they're wearing at some of these Golden Globes Awards. Look at the messaging that's in these films. Um, it's not all evil either. Don't, don't make the mistake of uh, throwing the baby out with the bathwater. Not everybody's evil. Not everything from the world of the esoteric or the symbolic or the occult is evil. It was once a whole base of knowledge that was just a collection of knowledge of reality and consciousness from the ancient world that went underground, got perverted by a bunch of psychopaths who wanted to use it as a means of gaining power. And so you're seeing a lot of the perverted forms of it coming out of your media. And so Hollywood is obviously one of that. Holly, the Holly trees, going back to the Druids, you know, the, the whole foundation of that, uh, you know, 
area of Los Angeles is just a, a total story, a big story that needs to be told. Uh, it gets very dark, definitely. And um, I'm hoping that more and more of that's going to be exposed. And we could maybe have a media and a new Hollywood that would actually be there putting out information and, and media and movies that would enlighten and inspire and uh, would be works of art that could progress us forward. But right now, it's a cesspit of uh, basically demonic, twisted psychopathy. And we need to, uh, you know, expose that and make better media. And that's why Sean and I exist. That's what our goal is. David, I'm seeing a lot of viral videos about Mel Gibson, Sound of Freedom, that kind of stuff presently. Is Mel Gibson one of the good guys? I, I don't know. I just know he's drawing attention to a very important and very real subject, which is human trafficking, um, you know, and let's, some say, let's, say trans, let's say transportation, human transportation. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Transportation. Sorry, sorry. Right. Yeah, yes, yeah. I understand. We're on YouTube. Isn't that interesting? <laughs> that talk about this? Anyways, he's shining a light on some very dark things that need to be shone upon. And uh, I'm happy for films and uh, shows that are even just getting the basics out to most people who have no idea uh, what this is all about. So I'm not the judge of anybody, but I do judge them based on their actions and anybody trying to bring light to these subjects. I'm going to support that effort at the very least. Rebecca Nickel, how would David respond to people who think this is all a crazy conspiracy theory? Yeah, I would just say, you know, if that makes you feel comfortable in your in your life and if that brings you uh, some kind of inner peace, then, you know, all the best to you. But uh, what I've done is document from not just like some random websites or some you know crazy people. I've documented the existence of a criminal conspiracy to uh, basically overthrow the civilizations in the countries of the world to bring us into lockstep with the ring of power of a one world system. That is a legit, uh, very well documented conspiracy, if you will. And there are many others as well. But the sources that we get for that come from very eminent people. They come from insiders. They come from barons and dukes and royal elites themselves. They come from politicians. They come from people in the military, people that lived it, judges. I've even got uh, you know guys on the Supreme Court of America who've spoken openly about the fact that there's a hidden force behind government, basically talking about the deep state. So you know, I go to the horse's mouth. I go to the sources themselves. I've learned from some of the best. And trust me, there's nothing crazy about it. In fact, if you look at history itself, there's nothing but conspiracy. That's really what it is. So, um, you know, to say that it's impossible for there to be something like this going on in the world. And just, you know, the word conspiracy means two or more people gathered together to work in concert to achieve an unlawful, immoral or evil act. And if you think that that's crazy to believe that that could be possible amongst the highest levels of the elites in the world, I think you're the crazy one. But that's just that's just where I'm at. I can count Frey Bush. Blur, Kissinger. <laughs> oh, dude, we could go on the list. I could sit here the whole time listing the sources, but yeah, they're they're there for sure. The evidence. Joanne, is what Joanne wants to know about the involvement of the Bush family and John Kerry with the Skull and Bones. Yeah, good job. Hey, look at this. Look at your audience, Sean. We used to never be able to even talk about this stuff, so you're already onto it. Uh, the Skull and Bones Secret Society at Yale. Um, again, not super high up, but high up enough to produce people that end up sitting in presidential office or high political office. Uh, you know, it, so, yeah, you got the Carries, you got the Bushes, you got the Clintons, you got all these families that you start to wonder, you know, who are they really working for? I mean, even here in Canada, I'm looking at people like Trudeau and all these guys, you know, in my country we got to deal with. 
And you realize that the reason they're all reading the same script right now, no matter what country you live in in the world, uh, it's because it's written by some central script writers who are really the forces behind what I'm talking about that are trying to bring the world to something. And then our debate is, is that something positive or negative for humanity? I think it's negative, um, but you know everybody has to look into it and decide for themselves. Very long question from Brinda VJ. Do you believe that unexplained physical telltale signs appear on people in occults, e.g. a whelk formed on Ted Bundy's face, his eyes turn black, he may have practiced or shape-shifting signs? Very interesting question. I see what you're saying. So basically you're talking about like a physical manifestation of uh, the fact that they're involved in some of the dark occult. I mean, yeah, you could say it. I mean, look at the look at the sorry state of a lot of these politicians and media people and reporters. You know, they can put all the makeup on them they want and make all the lighting perfect all they want. Um, you know, look at people like Tony Blair for crying out loud. Is that guy even human? I don't know. Look at the, just, you can see it. I don't know what it is. It's, you know, the word countenance, like it's not talking about just your physical features. There's like an aura that you see. You can just tell, you can tell people that are connected to the inner light, people that are, um, you know, expressing the spirit of humanity and, and they're, they're on the side of the good and they want to see good in the world and they're creators, you know, and then you see the people that are just the destroyers and I don't know what it is, but yes, Ted Bundy, some of these serial killers, you just see this gaunt, you know, death, black eyes. Uh, there's even the black guy, the left black eyes that are interesting ritual things we get to get into. But yeah, I definitely think that um, working in the, in the wor world of darkness, working in, you know, the opposition to the force of life is going to drain you of the force of life and you're going to start to show it, show it in your countenance. So I think that's a great, great question you got there. It became apparent to me, like every three or four months, I go to my parents' house and my dad inevitably will be watching politicians on BBC News or something. And I'll sit with him and I'll look at the TV and I see these politicians mouths just going like this and they just look like plastic faced puppets spewing orwellian lies trying to manipulate the public in this sanctimonious arrogant style as if we're going to believe any of this nonsense coming out of their mouths and when you've not watched it for so long and you just catch a glimpse of it in your parents house it just it just it just looks ridiculous oh i'm it so it makes you wonder is there ridiculous yeah is there like something to some of these clones or are these guys even human anymore but hey <laughs> aside from that they've sold their soul and the evidence is written all over their face let's just leave it at that there's nothing human about them no. they, they are the closest things it's just like ai fake uh polit political puppet all right, next okay. one. We've got to be careful with this one. Let's talk okay. about human transporters and human transportation. What's your thoughts about the movie Sound of Freedom? I'll let you go first. I've already done a, done a bit on it. Okay, I'll jump over the minds here. Uh, I went to see it. I thought it was excellent. I thought it was a great introduction for people that have never looked into this before or would have even no desire to look into it. It almost made it safe for people. It wasn't too traumatic. And it made it safe for people to even think about it without being totally traumatized. A lot of the documentaries out there are just almost impossible for you to share with your grandma or your parents or whatever. So this was a soft uh, intro 
to an extremely dark world that is 100% exists um, and it needs to not exist anymore. And so any film that's going to highlight that and then also be attacked and censored, I'm going to support it. Yeah, and if you've not seen it yet, plot spoiler, it starts with the dad takes the kids to an audition. The model says, your kids are self-conscious with you here. Come back at seven. Comes back at seven. They've cleared out. And your heart breaks at that moment. It does like, pound, 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 pounds on the door. Yeah. Goes to the next door. Pound, 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 pound. And the whole movie then is about the dark trajectory these kids end up on. And the really brave work that Tim Ballard does going deep into the Colombian jungle in particular, putting his life on the line. At one I point, want to sign up for just... myself, man. Who, who wants to go? I think we should all just get, get busy. You know, like well, I want to join. Where can I join Tim? Let me know. I'm in. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll work over here. We'll have little setups. We got a deal. We got to save these kids. hundred percent. It's a call to action. Right. Next one is from Justin. Would you say that David I has been right for the past 32 years? In many ways, yes. Um, you know, he's been beating the drum for a long time, as have many. And uh, look at how many things that were predicted by people like David Icke and, and others for a long time. Now, look, at it's happening right in front of our face. And it wasn't because they had a crystal ball. It's because they were studying the works of the people that were out there in these elite cabals telling you what they were going to do. And all they did was just pass the message along. So, uh, yeah, I think that they're the conspiracy theorists have been vindicated. Toast the champagne. Congratulations. And uh, we better start listening to some of these people now. Yeah, and you can go to see David. He's presently about to go on tour at locations across the UK. Mm. Just put in Google David Ike tour and those dates will come up. I got, to see, uh, I, I got to see him at Wembley years ago. I got to go see him at Wembley. Yeah, it was very good. What year was that? I was at the Wembley one. Oh, it was, uh, was it 2012? Yeah, oh, I think oh it was. It was goodness. his first Wembley one. His first Wembley one. I don't know if it was the first one, but I did go to Wembley one. It was an all-day thing. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was like yeah. the one I went to was like 13 hours, Like, but it was awesome. He did The Savile bit was very well received. Oh, yeah. All right. So are you a fan of Ancient Aliens? Great question, Lisa. Um, I am. I'm actually in Ancient Aliens. You'll probably catch me sprinkled into about five or six seasons of that show. I worked with them for a little bit. Um, obviously, some of the episodes are pretty cartoonish and they bring a lot of wacky stuff. But there's also a lot of good stuff. And I definitely believe that uh, we're not alone in the universe. This planet has been visited for thousands of years. It's littered throughout the ancient uh, scriptures and literature, if you know what you're looking at. And uh, it's an incredible story to be told. So I definitely think there's something to it. Question from Joanne Goodwin. What is the symbolism of the pineal gland in Egyptology about? That's a big thing. I did a series on my premium for Truth Warrior. Uh, if you go to my website, it's called, the, I do a Bible decoded series. I do one called The Secret of Light. And it's an esoteric look at a lot of the ancient scriptures. And when you talk about ancient scriptures, you're talking about ancient Egypt as well. And they had a very particular view that, uh, well, and it's been validated by science that your pineal gland regulates, you know, your hormone production. It regulates your sleep cycles. It's actually what you use for what we call dream states or mystical vision. And it's, uh, it sits on a seat of basically a pool in your mind, in your brain. 
and it's regulated by the cerebral spinal fluid that goes up and down the 33 vertebrae of your spine to animate and power this like eye that you have in your head, which is what you call the seat of the soul or the seat of consciousness. And um, it goes back to ancient Egypt, but many different cultures You can get into Hinduism and get into Christianity. It's in there. Uh, they just have it coded in mystical language. But it's the idea that you have a kingdom of heaven within you. You have access to what we call the creative force or God uh, within you. The philosophers call it the imperial self or whatever. And uh, I think the pineal gland has a both physical and what you could call spiritual aspect that drives what you are as a being and gives you that mystical vision. So that's what they believed. And I think even modern science has proven a lot of that out today. Only got one minute left to answer this one from Fred. Are we in the midst of massive change? And what's the clearest indicator? Great one, Fred. I think, yes, we are uh, both pro and con, but that's to be expected. So you see a lot of people around you who are regressing into more um, ignorance of what's going on because their fear is preventing them from seeing the truth. And then you have other people that are, you know, awake and they're asking questions they're thinking for themselves. They're seeing the contradictions around them and they're trying to seek the truth. And so um, I believe that we're on a track right now. It's a race to the finish. Is it going to be a great awakening or a great reset? I'm personally hoping and voting for the great awakening, but uh, no great awakening can happen unless each one of us as individuals work on the process of awakening ourselves um, and then just sharing the truth as we find it. So, uh, yes, we're in massive changes. The clearest indicators are just look around you. That's why it's getting chaotic, because the world is waking up. Huge thank you for all the questions, viewers. There's tons of questions unanswered. I do apologize. We could have gone all night with David, which is a credit to how fascinating you find his work. And you can find him at various platforms, which he will tell you about now. Links are in the description box. Well, thanks, Sean. Always a great time and great questions, everybody. I really appreciate you having me on. Uh, you can get all my work at dwtruthwarrior.com. That's the main website. It'll lead you to the platforms that I'm on. I'm not really on YouTube. I'm on uh, Rockfin and Twitch and DLive and Foxhole and Badlands Media on Rumble. I do a show with Josh Reed every Wednesday uh, over on Badlands called Earth Chronicles. I do a show with the great Michael Tessarian uh, on, called Unslaved. That's at unslaved.com. But you can get access to all that and more at dwtruthwarrior.com. Huge thank, David. It's always a pleasure speaking to you. You have a great rest of your day. Cheers. Thank you. You too, sir. Thank you so much. Cheers. Bye-bye.